He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a gorgeous, beautiful Friday morning in the hill country of Texas. And yep, you woke up in Texas, and of course, you know what it is. It's Friday, and uh, everybody who didn't wake up in the hill country and wants to be in the hill country is headed right there right now. They may even already got been close enough to tune in on your FM dial. And um, so welcome to the Hill Country, our visitors, and to our locals for crying out loud. Be nice to the tourists, and um, there you go. Be nice to the tourists. It's one of those, uh, it's uh, it's that time. So I'm um, looking forward to it, and a good weekend. In fact, I am real excited about tomorrow um up at the capitol and uh i'm hearing i'm hearing some pretty big numbers for tomorrow i'm hearing uh some uh folks um i'm hearing some folks saying uh there's going to be some huge numbers up at the uh capitol tomorrow so i am really looking forward to that um how much is enough i mean how how many is enough and uh so that is um the question being asked uh, this uh, uh, tomorrow up at the Capitol, how many more Texans must be threatened or extorted and held hostage in their own properties? How many more Americans must die from fentanyl poisoning? How many illegal, how many more illegal immigrants must be harmed and see their children sold into slavery? Um, this is tomorrow up at the Capitol. It goes from one to four and, uh, Got some amazing speakers that are going to be there. Uh, my representative, and I couldn't be prouder of Chip Roy, is going to be there and going to be speaking. Laura Logan, right out of the hill country here, is going to be one of the speakers tomorrow. Jason Jones, we've had him on the air a number of times. There is probably there's probably very few people that know as much as he knows about what's going on on both both sides of the border. And so any opportunity you get to hear or see Jason Jones is uh, just a benefit to you. And so this is, oh, yeah, oh, and Uncle Ted. Uncle Ted Nugent's going to be there. He's going to, I'm sure he's going to play the national anthem. He shredded it pretty good on uh uh, up at the Capitol uh, the other day, and so uh, that was on Wednesday. And uh, by the way, I am uh, going to be playing uh, some of his cuts from his talk. He gave about a 45-minute talk, um, and uh, I'm going to be playing some of his cuts uh, today on the air. Um, and uh, I, I w- <sighs> you know, the uh, well, two things happen. Number one, I have this little dedicated recorder. Um, when I, uh, for recording interviews and, and, and things like this, speech and talk. And, uh, so it, uh, the battery died after uh, about 45 minutes, uh, just coincidentally, not less than two minutes before Ted started playing the national anthem. And I've had one person send it to me 
And it is so hard to get a quality recording of something like that, that loud in that small of a room on a phone. So I was hoping to bring the national anthem to you from Ted, but uh, there's just, no, I haven't gotten a good copy of it yet. So I've reached out to several people. Maybe I can find a uh, audio quality good enough to play on the air. But whatever happens, you can hear him play it live tomorrow up at the Capitol from 1 to 4. Um, give you a heads up if you're driving in west of Dripping Springs. If your journey to Austin takes you through Dripping Springs, um, you need to add some time to your drive tomorrow as Dripping Springs is having, uh, I don't know, Pioneer Days, Founders Days, something like that. And uh, they are going to be, uh, the the traffic on 290 going through dripping is going to be slowed down. Of course, I tell you that, you're going to leave 30 minutes early, and you'll probably just rip right through dripping springs and get early to the capital, which is good, rather than uh, not thinking about it and uh, then getting to dripping and uh, waiting 45 minutes on the side of the road. So I don't know how bad the traffic backup will be there. It might be five minutes. It might be 20 minutes. But uh, they have certainly put a ton of signs up on uh, all entrances and exits from Dripping Springs to remind you that uh, it's going to be busy on Saturday. So love to see you at the Capitol. I'm hearing numbers, uh, uh, people predicting making numbers that are mind-bogglingly high numbers. In fact, if uh, any of these uh, predictions come true, it will be a record for the number of people uh, having shown up citizens up at the Capitol um, on a single day. So let's um, let's be let's be a part of that. And uh, if this is truly a record-setting day, then I am looking forward to being a part of it. So join us up at the Capitol tomorrow. Um, when I get out of here today, I'm going to go vote. Because uh, I'm not a big fan of early voting, but um, I go camping every year uh, on uh, the uh, first weekend in May and uh, with a bunch of great friends. This is a tradition that goes back over 25 years. And so um, I'm never here on uh, Cinco de Mayo weekend. And uh, it's the same. It's funny. You'll laugh. It's the same with Oktoberfest. I had lived in Fredericksburg for, I don't know, 15 years before I went to an Oktoberfest. And not because I didn't want to go to Oktoberfest, but because my family reunion is the same weekend in October as Oktoberfest is every year. So I always scoot out of town. And a few years ago, uh, they had Oktoberfest. And for some reason, my family moved the reunion that year. And uh, we went to Oktoberfest and paid our whatever, you know, five bucks or ten bucks or whatever it was to get in. And we wandered around for about an hour and not being beer drinkers nor polka dancers, um, we <laughs> we left and uh, put a little check mark by uh, Fredericksburg Oktoberfest. Been there, done that. Didn't get the D-shirt, T-shirt, but uh, at least I can say I've been to Oktoberfest in Fredericksburg. Now, what has all that got to do with May? I'm early voting today. I'm going to go down, and I don't get to vote in the city council election, but I am voting in the Fredericksburg Independent School District Board of Trustees election. And uh, it's been a very, very interesting race. There are five candidates running for three seats. And at the beginning of this contest, uh, a lot of the uh, all of the candidates were asked to appear at a number of different um, uh, uh, 
forums, candidate forums, and and they all agreed to go to the Democrat forum, and they agreed to go to the Republican forum, and I don't know if there was, uh, you know, women's voters or whatever that uh, leftist organization is that has uh, candidate forums. I don't know if they had one or not. But I do know that four of the five candidates basically decided there's no way they want to be in a Republican forum, which tells me, folks, that those four are not interested in your Republican vote. If you're a Republican, four of the five candidates for the school board are not interested in your vote. They don't want your vote. They didn't want you to hear from them. They did not want to be questioned by you, but they all went to the Democrat forum. They all went to the Democrat forum because they didn't mind questions from the Democrats. They didn't mind the support from the Democrat Party in Fredericksburg, but they did not want to be affiliated with the Republicans, period. That ought to tell you something. In fact, that ought to make you angry enough that when you go to vote, that you don't vote for any of those four yahoos. If you're a conservative and a Republican in Fredericksburg and and pay taxes to the Fredericksburg Independent School District, look... You don't have to have kids there. You're paying taxes whether you have kids there or not. And so it does affect you. So please go vote for the one of five, one of the five candidates who did want to speak to Republicans, who was interested in taking questions from Republicans and answering them and did want to go to the Republican Forum and did. His name is Dennis McCandless. So if you're a conservative, if you're a Christian, if you are a Republican voter and you pay taxes into the Fredericksburg Independent School District, please keep that in mind when you go vote. Please go vote for Dennis McCandless. Leave the rest of them blank and go home. Do not honor any of those other four with a black X, with a little X in the box next to their name. Do not honor that any of those four. They do not want your vote. They were not interested in working with Republicans or conservatives. So do not vote for them. Vote for Dennis McCandless. Your instructions are going to say vote for one, two, or three. See, you have an option. So take that first option. Vote for one. Vote for Dennis McCandless. Hand him your ballot, and you've done your job. All right, let's uh, give it a little bit of uh, some words of wisdom from, um, here we go, from uh, Poor Richard's Almanac, and uh, from, uh, this one's from 1742, and uh, you've heard the second half, a closed mouth catches no flies, right? We've heard that, if your mouth is closed, a closed mouth catches no flies, but the beginning of that says speak and speed, Speak and speed. In other words, say what you want to say quickly and shut up. The closed mouth catches no flies. Folks, y'all stay tuned. We're going to be right back, and I'm going to be uh, playing you some uh, Ted Nugent cuts. It ought to be kind of fun. 100% He's 100% Texan. <laughs> Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back, and it is Friday for crying out. Be nice to the tourists for crying out loud. Be nice to the tourists. And um, 
Got some rock and roll going there. On Wednesday, we had the opportunity to sit down with, uh, not sit down, I take that back. We had the opportunity to hang out with Ted Nugent for a while. No, I did not get any kind of personal visit or one-on-one interview or anything like that, but uh, certainly had a blast, and I tried to do my best to clean up uh, some of the recordings I made. Um, and uh, so this was one of the, um, by the way, there was a gentleman standing right to my left who was having some, mm, let's see, major uh, nasal issues. Um, and uh, there was a lot of snorting. And I I really did go through and try to remove as many snorts as I could, but some of them may have ended up on there. Here's a question that came uh, towards the end of how do we put pressure on Abbott? And when he was talking about Abbott on the border, and uh, I want you to uh, hear Ted um, answer this lady. How do we put pressure on Abbott uh, to do something about the border? So y'all give this a listen, and let's see if I can get all the buttons pushed right. I think I know how to do this. Um, all right, here we go. So how do we get Governor Abbott to do the right thing? You don't pressure on that. I got, I got him elected. I went on tour and I, 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 I welcomed him and I, I introduced him on all his different campaign stops. And he loved me. Yeah, right on. And then after I got him elected, when I saw him making mistakes, I would call him, call him, call him, refuse to return my call. And hmm. I, because I'm Ted Nugent, but because I see infringements... Greg Abbott had a Second Amendment roundtable and invited the Sarah Brady gang. Really? We can have a school playground security meeting and invite John Wayne Gacy? So so if if Governor Abbott and his staff, because he won't answer your call. Exactly. You need to hammer them so they can't take it anymore. You need to email and fax and and text and call. Who's that? Again? Yeah, again. Again? Yeah, again. Mm -hmm. Again? Yeah. We gave up. We're I don't give up. I'm not. There's not a, an elected employee. By the way, they're not elected officials. We are the electing officials. They're the elected employees. So, be relentless. If they don't hear from you constantly, with reasonably gentle prodding, I'm reasonably gentle when I prod the first one. Then I call in the eight ten one. So that's how you do it. And you know what? You know what? Why that answer is good? Because we haven't. People, I call them, I go, no, it doesn't count. One time. Get everybody in your family. Get everybody in deer camp. Get everybody in the barbecue. Get all your friends. Go, what is this? Well, it's constitutional carry, except over here you can't defend yourself. (laughs) Yes, I can. You're not in charge of that. I got from God. Well, you don't want everybody running around with guns. I want everybody except bad guys, and the bad guys should either be dead or in a cage. Well, you can't always predict that. Of course you can. But that would that would eliminate 99%. If someone's going to hit somebody in the back of the head with a baseball bat or shove them in front of a train or carjack and shoot and stab, rehabilitation? Ah, no way. If they are inclined to stab you, they are done. I don't want my family shopping with a stabber, or a rapist, or a carjacker, or a molester, or a home invader, or a smash and grabber. We, the identity of evil, who doesn't see this? If you don't smash and grab, have a nice day. If you do smash and grab, thump, thump. 
Thump, thump, thump. He's basically, if you didn't get that rant, you know what he's saying? He's saying, we cannot continue to be cutting people loose who have committed crimes, especially major crimes. And he's talking quite a bit about um, uh, Houston and uh, what the Metroplex, uh, uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and what has been happening in our big cities, not only in Texas, but across the country, where people who have, like he just said, attempted murder, they shoot at someone or they stab someone. And he says, you know, if you're a stabber, we, we just need to put you away. And uh, it's, uh, I, amen. Amen, bro, Uncle Ted. Amen. If you if you go shoot somebody, we need to put you away. Um, I've got another cut up here that's uh, I've got it labeled "dead or in a cage." So uh, let's see uh, if we can get this one up and uh, "dead or in a cage." Uh, another uh, uh, rant from Uncle Ted. So let's see how this one goes. So this little gaggle of people could make a difference, but not if you just go out of here and go, yeah, that was great. No, that was you here. You need to get active. You need to start. Your mayor should know your name. And if your mayor allows fat, perverted men in spandex dressed up like female prostitutes to twerk their children with their crotch, singing, I love it when you, when, when you kiss me where I pee. Am I confusing anybody? Texas allows that. Not in my county, not in Clinton County. We will knock you out. We will we'll choke you with your spandex. Maybe I can bring some government gloves with me just in case. Our work is cut out for us. Yeah. Secure the border. Stop the engineer recidivism. I don't want rapists on the street. I either want them dead or in a cage forever. Stop the well, that's, that's cool. Amen. That's punishment. I like the cool part. <laughs> and it's just. I don't want a repeat carjacker. I want a dead carjacker. Yeah. Yes. I don't want a repeat stabber. Well, he didn't kill him. Well, he tried. He's gonna, you're going to let him out so we can study the anatomy so we get to the ventricles next time? <laughs> that's what they do. We get to stab people. You have to shoot people. I didn't kill them. If you're shooting at people, that's attempted murder. You're just shooting at it. You see what's... And some legislation... It's unbelievable. It's un... To my mind, none of my family thinks like that. None of my band, none of my friends, none of my hunting buddies, none of, I don't know anybody that thinks these indecent, toxic, anti-human, vulgar thoughts. Man, you got to love it. Dead or in a cage. Dead or in a cage. And the point he makes at the beginning is so important. It's not enough. It's not enough. And I'm just going to play this right from the very beginning and make a comment and then cut it off. Whoop, not that way I won't. I've got to push that button. So this little gaggle of people could make a difference, but not if you just go out of here and go, yeah, that was great. No, that was you here. You need to get active you need to start your mayor should know your name your mayor should know your name you need to get active uncle ted says he's and and it's true your sheriff should know your name not because he's giving you three duis but because you are a part of the community your mayor should know your name because you're engaged. Your city council members should know your name because you are a regular attendee and you have good things to say. 
And I love it how he said uh, it was either in this one or the other one. He says, I, you know, I, I prod gently. I prod him gently. He says, you need to prod him. Prod him gently. And then he says, you know, I, I prod him gently for the first four or five times. And then I bring in the, I think he said A-10 Warthog or something like that. Um, sounds like uh, some large military machine, which I'm not familiar with. But uh, it sounds a whole lot more than a gentle prodding. But I have to agree with him. We prod gently. We call these people up with respect. You call your call the governor's office and tell him to secure the border. Don't yell and scream at him. And then he says, oh, you called him once? Oh, that's not enough. you got to call him again and again. And they're going to say, you, you again? You again? Really? You again? Yes. Because we're tired of not being listened to. We're tired of not being paid attention to, especially in the Texas House. Folks, we're going to take a short break, and uh, I'm going to give you some uh, things that are still going on at the house that you can make a difference in. Uh, Y'all stay tuned, and we'll be right back. He doesn't just complain into a microphone. Blah, 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 blah. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back. It's a Friday for crying out loud. Be nice to the tourists. And hello to mom up in uh, Castle Rock, Northern Ireland. I hope you're getting ready for uh, a weekend of tourists up there. And see, there's another good reason to be nice to tourists, because it might be somebody's mother. My mom's in Northern Ireland being a tourist. Actually, she's... uh, so connected to Northern Ireland, I'm not even sure if she's a tourist anymore, but uh, they're sure awfully nice to her, so let's be nice to the tourists around here. So, um, Monday, 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 up at the Capitol, we're finally getting a hearing at the Capitol to save women's sports in uh, college, and um, this is a very, very important hearing. This is going to be heard in the House Higher Education Committee this coming Monday at 10. And I informed Harley that I will be broadcasting remotely, not only Tuesday, like I always do from the Capitol, but this Monday I will be um, uh, reporting. um, I'll be remotely broadcasting from the Capitol on Monday. Now, here's my plan on Monday. Um, I'm going to try to be at the Capitol as close to 7 as possible. You heard that right, as close to 7 a.m. in the morning as possible and get signed in to testify on the House Higher Education Committee. Now, the committee is going to meet at 10, but uh, I have not seen the calendar for Monday. Um, if And the calendar meaning are they going to be going to the floor? Um, if they are going to the floor on Monday, then um, this... Um, this uh, this uh, hearing, the House Higher Education Committee hearing, may not even get started until late in the afternoon. Now, they have five bills. They have six bills. Last time I looked, they had six bills uh, to be heard in the Higher Education Committee on Monday. And uh, what they will do, knowing that the only controversial bill that out of those six is going to be Senate Bill 15, 
then uh, they're going to hear the other four first or the other five first, and then they will um, get to Senate Bill 15. And um, I'm telling you, folks, this is likely to be one of those all-nighters. Um, in fact, if you get uh, TX Values uh, Action Newsletter, uh, they're basically saying, uh, you know, get there early and plan on staying late. Um, they also have, uh, they have also uh, set up a over at uh, the Texas Values offices, um, which are right across the street from the Capitol, very near the Capitol. They are having a, um, they're going to have their uh, conference room open. It's really easy to get to. It's on the bottom floor. Um, you need to, uh, if you don't get Texas Values uh, newsletter, that's where all this information is, is in the Texas Values uh, Action newsletter. They also have their um, free voters guide in this latest, uh, latest uh, email. Um, and I'm trying to see uh, what else they have. All right, here we go. We have some uh, um, bills that have been left pending in committee this week. There are three bills. If you want to write these down, if you want to write these down and um, make some phone calls on them, that would help. All right. So here we go. House Bill 3147. 3147. House Bill 3147. Now, this is uh, introduced by uh, Representative Swanson, an awesome woman who has fought for uh, women's rights and children's rights as long as we have seen her up at the Capitol. And this bill, House Bill 3147, is uh, left pending in committee. And what that has to do with is... Uh, Housing and detaining juveniles. All right, so you got some uh, 15, 16 year old, uh, um, uh, you know, tough guys who are now have been detained and they're housing, uh, they're being detained and they are inmates. Um, they, this is a bill that makes sure that the boys are housed with boys and the girls are housed with girls. Did you hear me right? Did you hear me right on that? Um, this bill would make sure, and now you would think that they, nobody would ever put the boys in the girls' prison, wouldn't you think that? I mean, you would just think that, right? That would never, ha yeah, it happens. It has been happening. So do we need a law? Yeah, we need some idiotic, we need this stupid law because common sense has left the building. And I think in some cases it's left the dadgum state. So here's a bill that makes sure that when we house children, juveniles, all right, we're talking 14, 15, 16-year-old um, boys and girls, um, that, they are, <laughs> that they are detained and housed based on their biological sex. In other words, check your package. That's where you get housed with. Um, there is another house bill, 4596. House Bill 4596. 4596. This is a ban the Bible bill. It is relating to a limitation on the use of a victim's gender identity or sexual orientation as the basis for a defense in the trial of a criminal offense. 
All right. This is uh, we need to make calls on that to get this out of committee. House Bill 2376 um, has to do with uh, an issuing of uh, support adoption license plates. Well, why not? That's a good one. Senate Bill 2376 by Senate uh, by uh, Senator Campbell. Why in the world is that stuck in? Uh, it's a license plate bill for crying out loud. And it says support adoption. I guess that might trigger somebody, uh, someone who was, you know, raised by wolves and never adopted. I, I don't know. Why would you not want to support adoption? Um, so they, these are things you can do and still support in, uh, um, and make some movement on. But Monday, Senate Bill 15. Folks, this is about saving uh, this is about saving Title IX in universities. What is Title IX? Title IX was a law that was passed uh, new many years ago. I think we're f- either 50 or, yeah, I think we're 50 years into Title IX, maybe even more than that. And what that was was we figured this out a long time ago that um, when it comes to uh, uh, universities and and uh and and sports you know they get a lot of money out of uh, the UT football team for men right for boys and uh and so they're always going to you know promote that and make sure the football team because that brings in uh, money for the university but you know uh, women's uh, volleyball may not bring as much in may not bring in and so universities would have chosen many years ago 50 years ago to say well we're not going to spend all that money on women's sports we're going to put it into men's sports and so the women were left out and so title nine came in and said you know if you're going to offer um sports that only men can participate in and not because it's a rule that only men can but because you yeah, i've never seen a uh a good front left guard that was not a male um, or a good uh, right guard that was not a male or a center. Now, we've seen some kickers that were uh, ladies in sports, but that's not what we're talking about, folks. We're talking about the ladies' swimming team, the ladies' volleyball team, where some dude who's not good enough to play with the voice, the boys, and he wants uh, – and he wants a lot of attention, and so he puts on a dress and some makeup and uh, joins the um, uh, women's volleyball team where then he spikes it so hard that he breaks some girl's nose or join the women's swimming team where he outswims, where he goes from, you know, that uh, Leah Thomas, I'll call, I'll call him by any name he wants to be called. I don't care what he calls himself, um, but I'm not going to call him a her. Um, so Leah Thomas, a man, a male with male genitalia and a male body swimming in university women's uh, universities competitions. Taking, uh, uh, this is ridiculous. He was like number 389 in the men, and then all of a sudden he's women winning women's titles. We got Title IX to save women's sports, to give women the opportunity to be engaged in team activities and build character through the discipline it takes to be on a team and if your daughter joins a swim team and there's some dude there and he's changing in the locker room with your daughter and then out swimming every woman in the pool because his body is built different because men's bodies are built different 
what happens to Title IX? It's gone. The women's rights are completely gone. And so if you want to save women's rights, if you believe in women's rights, then you need to go to the Capitol on Monday. Join me. It's going to be an all, it's going to be a late one. It's going to be a long one. It's going to be late. You need to get signed in early. As early as you get signed in, the possibility you might get called earlier. I don't know. It's not always true in the house. Um, and so, but I'm going to get signed in early and uh, do my uh, testimony to do my best to save Title IX at our universities. Why don't you join me up at the Capitol, not only tomorrow, but on Monday and on Tuesday. We're almost done. Folks, y'all stay tuned. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Protecting Texas for future generations. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. We are back wrapping up uh, the fourth quarter of the Matt Long Show. Make sure you stick around and um, listen to Lorraine. She's always got a great message to deliver, and so she comes on right after this. Uh, In fact, I'm just the warm-up for Lorraine. She's the star. I'm the warm-up band. So I guess that makes um, Harley the warm-up band for me, huh? I don't know. He might see that a little bit different. Um, so Michael Quinn Sullivan, I mentioned this about a week ago, a couple of weeks ago, I got a, a book in the mail. My wife had ordered it for me. I think even before it was, uh, released, um, because I'm pretty sure when I found out, uh, did a little background on it, that, uh, I got mine in the mail. I think the day it was said to be released. So there we go. And what it is, it's called reflections on life and liberty. And, um, it is by Michael Quinn Sullivan, and we have read a lot of his pieces on here on Fridays. And uh, in there, it is a whole bunch of short essays. And you can read them separately. You can read them one, start at the beginning, go to the end, or you can just flip through it and look at the titles that uh, draw your attention and uh, read it there. Um, I am uh, was in touch with uh, his office, and so Michael Quinn is going to be on uh, the program here on uh, Thursday, May 11th. And uh, so, and uh, to talk about his book. In the meantime, oh, also, I uh, am uh, working on getting a box of these books at an amazingly low price for our next Fredericksburg Tea Party meeting. Think you need to bring a few extra bucks and purchase this uh, wee little book from Michael Quinn Sullivan called Reflections on Life and Liberty. So I popped it open here in a few minutes ago because uh, during the last break and uh, just to see, well, let's see which one randomly opens up here um, to read. And this one is called Praying for the Wrong People. Now, that sounds weird, doesn't it? I mean, we're even supposed to pray for our enemy. So what is Michael Quinn Sullivan when he says praying for the wrong people? What does he mean by that? Stop acting and praying like a serf. You are the ruler. Are we praying for the wrong people? In a word, yes. I hear this segment of a prayer all the time. Someone will have asked the audience to bow our heads and join them in praying. At some point... 
particularly at church or at a political gathering, will come the inevitable. And now we pray for our leaders, followed by a list of well-known names or public offices. This, um, the particularly pious, hoping to evoke a sense of biblical weight, will prayerfully refer to the president, governor, or mayor as our rulers. It reminds me just how ignorant we have become in our republic, just how far we have devolved in our understanding of how government is supposed to work. We do not elect rulers or leaders here. We elect servants. So let me say it again. Every time you hear someone pray for our nation's rulers and leaders to have wisdom in addressing the issues of the day, they are praying ultimately for the wrong people if the focus is on the politicians. We should pray not as submissive serfs under the heavy thumb of feudal lords, but as kings earnestly seeking divine guidance for ourselves and our fellow regents. We, the people, are the rulers. Now, don't get me wrong. We absolutely must pray for the public servants holding these specific positions. Just like an employer should pray feverishly for her employees or a commander, for the soldiers under his command. All too often, though, the real leaders in our system of government, the ones for whom these title holders work and take orders, never seem to be the object of corporate prayer. The citizenry has become an afterthought, if, if ever thought of at all, even by the citizens. Yes, an ancient kingdom's fortunes shifted with the attitude of the king, and Rome became a Christian empire because of Emperor Constantine's edict. But in our republic, the citizen is the ruler. All of this is by design. Our founding fathers rejected kings and bequeathed us a constitutional republic where the direction is driven by the citizens. Don't like where that country is heading? The problem starts not at the White House, but in our neighborhoods. It is very easy in a fallen world to want a single person on whom we can thrust blame and outsource responsibility. The people of Israel certainly did so when they rejected the system of self-governance under God and demanded a human king. And just as the ancient Israelites suffered for abandoning the political system designed for them by God, our abdication of governing obligations undergirds many of our modern political problems. It is you, me, and our fellow citizens who rule. We are the governing authority described in Romans 13, not someone else. Even absentee citizens, those who don't bother to participate, are still ruling. They're just ruling very badly. The responsibility to govern the republic wisely rests with us. As for those who want to be ruled over as subjects rather than bearing the moral responsibility of being the ruler, they should find somewhere else to live. Praying for our republic's politicians and not the citizens is like asking a physician to alleviate the symptoms without addressing the disease. 
If we want righteous men and women to hold public office, we must start by praying for our neighbors and countrymen to be consumed by a desire for righteousness. Yes, we should pray for our public servants, for the men and women holding public office, but we should pray harder for our fellow citizens. If we are praying for the hearts of our nation's leaders to be inclined to God, we must be praying more often and much more explicitly for the hearts and attitudes of our fellow citizens. Man, Michael Quinn Sullivan lays it on the line, doesn't he? Made it pretty clear. And we all know that, that that our the people we elect are our employees. They serve at our will, and they are supposed to serve us. Now, that doesn't mean you get all uppity in their face and tell them, you work for me. I've heard people do that in a very nasty manner. You work for me, Dad, but you're going to do what I say. You work for me. That attitude won't get you anywhere. I promise you that attitude won't get you there. But they do need to be, and as Ted Nugent said, prodded gently. They need to be prodded gently on a regular basis to be reminded that we do, we the citizens do hold their future in our hands. And if we were fully engaged, if all of us were fully engaged, then we would have this this would be a turn but where so few of us are fully engaged that the politicians know all they got to do is sweet talk you every two years and uh and and put some candy in your ears and uh that you'll just vote for them and let them go on about their business and they can do whatever they want to and they know what they're doing. It's time for the citizens to be more and more and more engaged so that our elected officials, our elected servants, as Michael Quinn Sullivan puts it, take more and more responsibility to, to us, to the voters, and to the people who put them there. So it's up to us, and uh, that's what we've been saying here on this program. We say that a lot. It's up to us. And I know people get mad when I say, you know, what's wrong? The country's going to hell in the handbasket. And I say, yes, it is. And whose fault is that? And they want to blame everybody but themselves. Folks, this is all on us. And um, this is going to show reflected in our school board elections coming up. Vote for Brandon Airy in Fredericksburg and Dennis McCandless. Brandon Airy in Kerrville. Kerrville. Dennis McCandless in Fredericksburg. Stay tuned for Lorraine. Be nice to the tourists. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow at the Capitol.